Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, we have passed the salt. Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, sorry for the darkened picture here today. Looks like I'm in jail or hiding from the FBI someplace. I'm really not. And, uh, uh, you know, my wife probably, my wife's laying over here in the bed. We're in a hotel in Marietta, Ohio. I'm going to show you the view here in just a second. And she said to me last night, can't you just once take a day off? I said, yeah, I could, but I ain't going to. I ain't going to. So hopefully they got us stuck over here in a corner where nobody next door to us is going to get mad and yell. I'm going to, like, I'm going to walk over here a minute. Whoops, everything's fine. I got to show you my view here. Marietta, Ohio. The first permanent settlement. I think we lost him. West of the Allegheny Mountains. All right, well, maybe we lost coach. And how is everybody this morning? Great. Great, Clay. Good morning. All right. Hey, coach, we can see you, but we can't hear you, brother. I guess I messed that one up when I there got over. You go. There you are. Did you guys get to see? Did you see the window at all? Were you guys able to see out the window, or did you go? Did it go blank before then? No. Oh well. T- okay. Well, listen. It's beautiful. Trust me. Right, looking out to the barges coming down the Ohio River. You know, there's something. There's something magnificent about that. Just give. Just give me a second here. It's really something magnificent about that whole thing. Are we ever going to run out of water? That 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 Ohio River just flows and flows and flows all night long. I mean. Uh, God's creation is absolutely unbelievable. And uh, every time I come down here, we don't come down here very often. Our daughter graduated from Marietta College. And and uh, so my cousin, my nephew graduated from Marietta, pioneers, first first permanent settlement west of the Allegheny Mountains. And uh, it's just something, something really, really neat about this town. You know what's really neat about this town? There's still Americans here. I had an opportunity last night, Jared, I just sent you that uh, that link. I spoke to a group down here last night of about, I don't know, maybe 50, maybe 75, I don't know. And the Motivate, Organize, Volunteer, Citizens Action Coalition. And you know what it was? A bunch of good old boys, good old girls. They're, they're everywhere friends. Now, this group has been out there for, this is not a new group. They've been, they've been around a long time. In fact, I spoke to them about maybe 
six years ago. I don't, I don't know, I don't know when it was. And I want to encourage you as I tried to encourage them last night. These groups are everywhere, friends, everywhere. We've got to figure out a way to, to reconnect. Down here in Marietta, for those of you who don't know, Marietta's right on the board of the High River to Bottom, right across right across rivers, West Virginia. So the group that we had last night was a combination of West Virginians. I made them all mad because I said, you're the first West Virginians I've ever seen and have all their teeth. Now, now they didn't, uh, I mean, they kind of laughed, but, you know, those of us in Ohio, we like to make fun of the West Virginian hillbillies, right? Those folks were really, really awake, understand what's going on, active. Uh, Pastor Rodney uh, Lore, can you believe this? Lord. Lord, I said that, didn't I? Pastor Rodney Lord, what a name, huh? Pastor Lord. Um, opened up his church. This group meets in a church. Not only did Pastor Rodney open up his church, he stayed for the meeting. Folks, how can, how can we, what can we do? I mean, it just, it just grieves me. It grieves me. I'm sorry? Coach sucks, Dick. Oh, no, I don't. That, there he is. See, this guy wishes he could be one of us, but he can't because... He's, de- he's got this just t- delusional thought. Anyway, um, God bless uh, Glenn. I got a meeting with them this morning after the show's over. They want to meet some more and discuss some. I don't know how many of you had the chance to see my Bridie on show yesterday, but I thought it was I thought it was a good one. Jared has posted it. Jared, if you could just pull that up off of our website. If you didn't get a chance to see my, excuse me, my Bridie on show yesterday, Mark Trump came in the first half hour of it. Did an unbelievable job explaining being Mark Trump. He came in with us for about 22 minutes. And then the second half of it, I showed why, I think beyond any doubt, that it was a directed energy weapon. That's what that show was about. And I'm not going to replay it here, but I would suggest when you get time, if you didn't get a chance to see that show, go back and see it. Mark, Mark did a great job. Mark always does a great job. Mark always explains things in such a way that folks like you and me can, can understand. So, Jared, if you can pull that down. And then uh, I, I want to uh, real quick, I'm looking down on my phone. Please bear with me a second. By, by the way, I don't know what happened yesterday with, with all the links. My wife said, can you apologize anymore? Will you stop it? Will you stop it. I just felt really bad because, as I told you, I do the best I can. When I bring stuff to you, I want it. To, I want it to be true. I don't want it just to be a conspiracy theory. I don't want it to be. I want. I want to have evidence. <clears throat> and I, 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 I come up with a really, really good show, and then I didn't have any little links. So uh, I, it was pretty good anyway, wasn't it? I want you. Here's something else I want you to see, Jared. Click on Tucker if you could, and maybe you can put this in the link somewhere, friends. If you have not seen Tucker Carlson's interview with the former chief of the Capitol Police. Um, unbelievable. Hey, Jared, I think maybe you can just play like five minutes because this guy busts out the whole idea that Pelosi and McConnell and all of them, it was a setup January 6th because his job as head of the police was to make sure this kind of stuff didn't happen. He requested... Um, He requested National Guard, all this stuff, and they said they wouldn't do it because of optics. Jared, if you could, just play a couple, just a a little bit of an intro here on Tucker, then put this in the chat. So it's 55 minutes long. You can play it. You can play it. 
at uh, double speed if you want to. But uh, man, it's it's powerful. Just play that clip real quick, Jared. You've described this as an intelligence failure, but a failure is something that happens accidentally. None of the intelligence that was coming up talking about the storming of the Capitol, killing members of Congress, or killing my police officers was ever discussed at the conference calls that I was on, at least. That doesn't seem to make sense at all. It doesn't make sense. I'm looking at my men and women having their asses handed to them. And, and my first thought was, fuck it, I will take whatever yes. discipline there is. Once things got out of control, for 71 minutes, Pelosi refused to allow you to bring in the National Guard. Why don't we have answers? It, it doesn't seem like people really want to get to the bottom of it. And it gets worse from there. I had a conference call with the leaders of all the law enforcement. It was a call I coordinated. Not one person on that call talked about any concerns for the, the intelligence, the attack on the Capitol, that we were seeing that was out there. That's what's, that's what's scary. This sounds like a setup to me. I'm sorry, it does. New Jersey State Police. Okay, you can cut that. Put, put it in the chat. It's He, uh, he names uh, not only Pelosi, but McConnell. Both of them refused to give any help at all ahead of time. And then for 77 minutes, he put in a request for the National Guard who were standing by to Nancy Pelosi's office 77 minutes before they even respond. So they think about those people who are locked up in jail. And they're locked up in jail when, in fact, the government let the whole thing happen. It's, it's staggering, staggering. Okay, so look, this is what I want to talk about today and need some help from you because I am kind of, you know, in the hotel room. Michelle's laying, my sweet little wife laying over there. She can't even get any sleep. Uh, pull up John Lennon, Jared. You guys remember Mind Games? Mind Games? I'm going to, I'm going to take you somewhere here, the first part of the show, and then we'll open it and go from there. But uh, I want you to watch this video and understand <clears> – <throat> They're playing mind games with us, friends. They're playing mind games. Now, I don't know if you've noticed that they're moving from crisis to crisis, from issue to issue. They don't stay on any one issue very long. Whoa, power went out. Whoa, power came back on. They went, okay, that was crazy. Power in the place went out. And it goes back to John Lennon's mind games. Go ahead and play that. Imagine, hey, hey. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell above us. Below us, I'm sorry, above us only sky. Imagine all the people living life in peace. Remember that? Imagine. Well, this is also John Lennon's mind games on cultural Marxism, which we're going to talk a little bit about today, because most of us have no idea what's going on. Jared, play this. It's only about a minute and a half clip.
Okay, Jared, you can catch that. Mind games, folks. Mind games. And I'm going to try to connect this morning with what we saw happen in Maui. And again, if you didn't see yesterday's show, I'm not going to I'm not going to do a replay of yesterday's show here. But uh, it's pretty significant. Hey, by the way, I got to stop right now. I forgot that. Bobby's got his event pulling up. Jerry, can you pull that? Can you pull that up real quick? Sorry, Bobby, I forgot to promote that. Folks, we're having a uh, an event in in. Uh, well, of course, Dave, Dave is having this. And then the PA, PA Huddle event is coming up. And Bobby needs you to get registered on that thing if you want to. So put that link in there, Jared, so they can go back there and check out exactly what's going on. And uh, it's, it's kind of limited. Bobby needs enough people going to be there and uh, go for that, all right? Cool. Let me get back where it was. Uh, Jared, bring up uh, number six, rudiments. Rudiments. Rudiment. And Jared, I'm going to see if you're as good as um, Jonathan is or as good as, uh, by the way, oh, I forgot. Gee, my brain's racing this morning. Spencer had a little baby. That's why he's not with us today. Spencer, look at that. Look at that. Huh? So we gave Spencer the day off this morning so he can stay home and take care of his noodle little. What, what's his name, Jared? Do you know? Dodd, daughter, what? Sailor, welcome to the world, Sailor, and God bless you, Spencer, and your wife, she did more about it than you did, but uh, that's why he's not with us today, that's why we got the chief, got the chief running the show here. So, Jared, go to number six, rudiments, rudiments, Jared, I'm sorry, go to Webster's first, just type in Webster's Dictionary and pull up rudiments. What are rudiments? We've talked about this before, but again, remember, folks, we have we have new people join us all the time. So a rudiment is a first principle or element, that which is to be first learned, as the rudiments of learning or science, articulate sounds are the rudiments of language. So rudiment is the the foundation, the very first beginnings. All right, the or, origin of anything in its first form is a rudiment. Right. Well, we're warned about rudiments. Jared, if you could pull that scripture back up. Paul writing in, uh, where am I here, Jared? Uh, let me see. Where <laughs> Colossians, thank you. For I, for I would, those of you who may be watching the show for the first couple of times, we always like to put the Bible out there so you know the basis of which we're talking about here, right? Jesus told us to take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into the captivity to the obedience of Christ. So in here we're reading in, in Colossians, for I would that you would that you knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea, for as many have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love. And that all riches, the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and the Father and of Jesus Christ. So Paul's saying, listen, it's all about the Lord. It's all about the Lord. In whom are hid the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. For though I am absent in the flesh, yet I'm with you in the spirit. Joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. And as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Rooted and built up and established in the faith as you have been taught. Abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware. 
lest any man should spoil you through vain, through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world. There you go. And not after Christ. I want you to stop and ask yourself right now. And you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power, right? Huh? Huh? What's going on, folks? Uh, we're losing where we are today because of the very rudiments of the world. Rudiments mean what? The first meaning, the first, the first uh, uh, indoctrination, the first things that we've been taught. And you think about our educational system and the rudiments that our children in the educational system are being taught, the rudiments of the world, not the rudiments of Christ. And so we look around and we try to figure out why the heck everything is so messed up. Well, there's your answer. Right there is your answer. So I want to I want to lay out before you some stuff that just trying to help enlighten you a little bit. That maybe you guys aren't aware of this. Some of you are. I can remember about 20 years ago. I, I was doing some ministry work with Pastor Ernie Sanders. And some of you know Pastor Ernie. Some of you don't know him. Has a ministry called What's Right, What's Left, out of since out of Cleveland, Ohio. And Pastor Ernie got up there in the pulpit and started talking about the Frankfurt School. I said, huh? Oh, yeah, so, so I'm talking about uh, uh, what's what's a guy's name? Cultural Marxism, Antonio Gramsci. So what the heck is he talking about? This was 20 years ago. Pastor Sanders from the pulpit was trying to explain to people what was going on, why we are in the mess that we're in. We didn't get it. We didn't get it. So I want to crack some of these things open for you today so you get some idea what, remember what, remember we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against evil spirits in high places, that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down the stronghold. So I want to introduce to you something today called cultural Marxism. Some of you say, well, I've heard of that, Coach. Yeah, you have. But do you know what it is? Cultural Marxism is the stepchild of communism. Wait a minute. Communism is the stepchild of Marxism. Communism is the stepdad of socialism. Cultural Marxism is the so is, is the stepchild of critical theory. I'm going to try to get into all this stuff as quickly as I can for you today, and then I'm going to open it up. So, Jared, if you would, first of all, bring up critical theory. Critical theory, because this is kind of at the heart of what we're dealing with. Now, hang on a minute. Hang on. Jared, you know me, man. My brain works. Bring up the very first thing, Jared. Novus order secorum. No, novus order secorum. Folks, you know that's on the back of the dollar bill? Did you know that that's on the back? Well, it's on the back of our national uh, motto. Novus ordo seclorum. What? It's Latin. And it means a new order of the ages. Hmm? So they've been talking about a new world order from the very beginning of the American experiment. A new order of the ages is born. Motto on the reverse of the great seal of the United States. Now, somebody can help me sitting right where you are. I think if you pull out a dollar bill, I think it's on the dollar bill as well. I believe it's on the back of the dollar bill. I spent all my money last night. I don't have, I don't have any. You don't, just kidding, just kidding, all right? So this new world order, this 
Norvo Secorum, Novus Order Secorum, is really what we're fighting against. Remember Psalm 1, kings of this earth conspire against the Lord, against his anointed. So we see at the very beginning a Christian founded nation, supposedly, they told us. At the same time, Novus Order Secorum, a new order of the ages has been born. Picking up what I'm laying down here so far? Okay. Because, you know, again, what I try to teach, you have to realize that not everybody's at the same spot. So I'm not trying to be condescending to any of you, okay? So launching out of that is what they call, oh, i got to show that later on too. They, they have, we talk about something called critical race, critical theory. Pull that up, Jared. It's a little video. It's pretty short. But critical theory is at the heart of everything that we are dealing with in the culture, in society, against the forces of darkness. This is, this is really short. It's only three hours and, or three minutes and 42 seconds. What's this called? Critical theory. Critical theory. Now, if you think about that, critical, we think, means to, to uh, criticize. Oh, don't be critical, my mom always. Dave, you're too critical. I, that's all we're talking about, folks. You can also be critical condition in the hospital, can you not? Critical theory. Just play this quick to explain to you why what we're dealing with, with the burning down of Maui, all that. I'm going to try to connect those dots right now. Go ahead, Jared. Critical theory. There's a bit of a trick with critical theory. Sometimes the term is used broadly, and other times it is used more narrowly to indicate a specific set of theorists and work that would fall under the broader umbrella definition. Let's take a look at both. Broadly, critical theory is a philosophical approach that seeks to marry theory and practice for emancipatory ends. When you hear the word emancipation, it is often a clue that the perspective you are engaging with is a critical one. Critical theory is aimed at changing circumstances that enslave human beings, liberating or emancipating people who are oppressed. This critical perspective sprang primarily from Marxism and the works of Marx and Engels, which focused on the analysis of class relations and capitalism. Stop a minute, So at the heart of critical race theory is the idea that there are people who are being oppressed and there are oppressors. What Marxism wants to do is to punish the oppressors and bring up those who are being oppressed being done through critical race theory. Now, if you think about it, it sounds good, but folks, communism doesn't work, hasn't worked anywhere. Keep going, Jared. Proletariat are oppressed by those who own the means of production, owners, or the bourgeoisie. And as workers gain consciousness of this oppression, they should revolt. Marxism asserts that modes of production, the reality of economic production, influences other social structures, which together enforce class oppression. The ontological assumptions of critical theory arise from historical materialist understandings of Marxism. Critical theory's ontology is rooted in historical realism, asserting a virtual or constructed reality shaped by power dynamics, including social, cultural, political, and economic forces. The more narrow use of the term critical theory relates to Marxism, specifically to a set of Marxist philosophers who were part of what was known as the Frankfurt School, and stretching from about 1929 with early proponents Horkheimer and Adorno to the late 20th century and later proponents Marcuse and Habermas. Horkheimer himself set the terms for what critical theory should be, 
requiring that it must one, identify a problem with the current social reality, two, identify who should change it, and three, set a framework for how to evaluate and improve it. While the Frankfurt School eventually died out, critical theory writ large has continued to survive, influencing and including any philosophical approach with practical aims to improve conditions for the oppressed, such as feminism, critical race theory, and some forms of queer and post-colonial theory. The epistemological Okay, so you So look, so in a nutshell, here's what it is. You have the oppressors and the oppressed. In critical race theory, think think about folks, think about the minority groups that you can come up, up with now. And it's all designed to put us all, critical theory is all designed to put us into a classification of people that they take us and we fight against each other. Are you, are you picking that up? But see, fighting against each other with the government at the top of it that's going to control everything when they get all of us equal. That's critical race theory. Okay. Now I want to throw one more in because look, I'm going somewhere. Stay with me. I'm going to talk to talk here in a second and we'll some more about the, the um, fires. So what is cultural Marxism? Then? What is that, Jared? Cultural, because we hear about that. Cultural having to do with the culture. We know what Marxism is, or we should know what Marxism is. Communism, right? Uh, from the from the how what's the theme from the those who have it to those who don't type thing right but see cultural Marxism is a way to dis, to destroy Christianity through the culture play this real quickly to you Jared cultural Marxism let us begin with a very terse description cultural Marxism is a broad term which refers to the advocacy and application of critical theory and more generally to the cultural political and academic influence of certain elements within the contemporary left the roots of cultural Marxism are to be found in what is commonly known as the Frankfurt School the term arose informally to describe the thinkers affiliated or merely associated with the Frankfurt Institute for social research at the Goethe University in Frankfurt Germany during the interwar period critical of both capitalism and Soviet socialism they sought to address the perceived shortcomings of classical Marxism in the pursuit of societal change their work came to be referred to as critical theory. Defining or categorizing critical theory is exceptionally difficult, for it pertains to a broad, almost disparate set of ideas, individuals, and approaches. The underlying and enduring aspect of critical theory, common to all its offshoots, nonetheless, is the creation of interdisciplinary theories that might serve as instruments of social transformation. During the 1960s, the Frankfurt School critical theory gained traction with some segments of the left-wing and leftist thought in both Europe and North America. Today, its influence is felt throughout Western academia, dominating the social sciences and humanities, gender studies and whiteness studies being two such examples. One of the most influential critical theorists and an original member of the Frankfurt School was Herbert Marcuse. A cursory glance at any paragraph written by Marcuse will set alarm bells ringing for anyone even remotely familiar with the current culture of intolerance on college and university campuses. Consider the following passage from his 1965 essay, Repressive Tolerance. The small and powerless minorities which struggle against the false consciousness and its beneficiaries must be helped. Their continued existence is more important than the preservation of abused rights and liberties, which grant constitutional powers to those who oppress these minorities. Social justice, feminism, neo-progressivism, and post-colonialism, to name but a few, are all movements inspired by or born out of critical theory, and thus all come under the umbrella of cultural Marxism. Be it gender, sexual orientation, family, race, culture, or religion, Every aspect of a person's identity is to be questioned, every norm or standard in society challenged, and ideally altered in order to benefit supposedly oppressed groups. Classical Marxism saw class conflict as occurring between the bourgeoisie and the proletariat, between the haves and the have-nots. Cultural Marxism views such a conflict as existing between the oppressed and the oppressors, between those with privilege and those without it. The working class has been replaced by minorities. 
Majority groups are typically defined as privileged and oppressive, with minority groups accordingly labeled underprivileged and oppressed. Heterosexuals are oppressive. Cisgender people are oppressive. Whites are oppressive, especially white men. Christians are oppressive. Those that do not fit into these groups are thus considered oppressed. It stands to reason, therefore, that if heterosexuals are oppressors, the solution is to encourage other forms of sexuality. If whites are oppressors, the solution is racial diversity. If cisgender people are oppressors, the solution is to encourage transgenderism. If Christians are oppressors, the solution is to propagate Islam. Theodore Adorno, another original member of the Frankfurt School. Okay, you cut that off, Jared. It goes on for a little bit more about that. Put it in the chat. I think you guys understand, right? So they create minority oppressed people, and they turn them against those that they call the oppressors. So just open your mind and just look around at all the oppressed being oppressed, and who's oppressing them. That is the cultural war that's going on in the middle. It's at the heart of all of this. Don't forget, is atheism and Marxism, okay? By the way, friends... Our schools are filled with this. This is what your kids are learning at school. And it starts at the very beginning with evolution, meaning what? There is no God. We came from monkeys. The strong, uh, uh, survival of the fittest. Only the strong survive. And then the Marxists come in and say, yeah, but it's not fair that the strong are strong. So therefore, we have to make quotas. And we have to move them to be able to elevate. That's what the entire 1960s race riots, all that was all about. And if you just open your eyes and look around, you'll understand that all we're seeing is the race riots redone with what? Sex now, gender, all this other stuff. So the point I want you to understand today is, yes, the topic and the subjects have changed, but the techniques haven't. The techniques haven't. So going back to the Novus Ordo Secorum, what? Out of chaos, order. So what do they have to do? They have to create chaos so they can come in with a solution. They can come in, friends. I'm going to shift gears on you here because I'm trying to, I only have so much time and I'm trying to, I'm trying to make a connection here for us. Okay. What happened in Maui is cultural Marxism, friends. And if you didn't, again, if you didn't get a chance to see uh, the show yesterday on, on Brideon, Please go go look at it. it. It'll be well worth it. But I want, I want to show you something here that to me is absolutely amazing. Well, hang, I showed this yesterday. I'm sorry. I'm looking down at my uh, – which one do I want to play here? Play um, <clears throat> play Lockheed, Jared, number three. Friends, those fires were set. So, hang on. Those fires were set. Now, this – what I'm going to show you here real quickly, this was a Lockheed Martin promotional video. They made this video themselves. Remember, what do they want? Out of chaos order. They have to create chaos. Well, Lockheed Martin is showing us these beautiful weapons that they have, laser weapons that they're using. This is their own commercial. Now, imagine laser beams creating fires. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and play this, Jared. This is their advertisement of what they do. Lockheed Martin produces systems that do everything from detect the threats to identify the threats, determine whether it's a threat to the aircraft, and then employs the appropriate weapon, in this case, a laser weapon system. 
What we're hearing from our customers is that they need a layered, multi-domain, defensive approach that can be integrated across platforms to neutralize these threats across all those domains. Imagine an aircraft equipped with a laser system with the capability to be able to neutralize a threat at the speed of a lightning strike, the precision of a surgical scalpel, with the magazine to deal with a swarm, and with the scalable effect to be able to address that threat, providing an effect all the way the one end from simply deterring it for a short period of time, all the way up to completely neutralizing and defeating that threat. Okay, Jerry, you can hold that down. You can watch that later, folks. So there's no doubt that they have this directed energy weapon with. No doubt that they have it. And we talk about climate manipulation. Remember, out of chaos, order. They have to create chaos. Okay, now, Jared, pull up the, uh, the you had it up before, the guy standing over the American flag, if you know which one I'm talking about. Okay, folks, this is Greg Grease. Huh? Are you ready? Are you sitting down? Now, wait a minute. I, got, I have to make this point. I've, I don't know if I'm going to have time today. I want you when you watch when you watch these videos that you're about to see, and you see these cars that are destroyed, and you see these buildings that are destroyed. Ask yourself this: Doesn't this seem very similar to 911 and what happened with the towers? Huh? Huh? Directed energy? What? Beams that would be able to destroy buildings? What? And I want you to notice as we go through this, I want you to watch, well, maybe it's in the next video, <clears throat> that all these cars that you see burn up, <clears throat> excuse me, their tires aren't burnt. The metal's burnt, the windows are broken, but the rubber on the tires aren't burnt. Go ahead, Jared. Remember, the flames appeared so quickly. Survivors of the Maui fire say that they received no warning and that the flames appeared so quickly that escape was difficult. Everything was suddenly in flames and many found refuge in the ocean for hours while their homes burned to the ground and into the same powdery ash footprint we've seen in recent years. So far, it is estimated that nearly fires. a thousand people have died. Locals are worried this includes hundreds of children who were home due to school being canceled that day. Several people are reporting that the government is not only doing little to help, but they are blocking local efforts to do so and are not allowing local donations through, and that they are blocking life-saving medicine because it isn't federally approved. Denying people access to bring in supplies, just supplies for people to live. The government withholding every single one of our donations because we are not a part of FEMA and Red Cross. So none of this is eligible for giving out. Tell me why, I have no freaking clue. The people of Maui are on their own for now. And aside from the federal government's bureaucratic failure, they have good reason to be suspicious. Just like what we saw five years ago in Paradise, California, 
There was nothing normal about these fires. Within a day of burning, it was like a bomb went off. When you see the full, the full extent of the destruction of Atlanta, it will shock you. It does appear like a bomb and fire went off, if I may. And all of those buildings virtually are going to have to be rebuilt. It will be a new Lahaina. Local residents have been reporting bright flashes of light. One was captured by a home security camera that appears to have been the start of the Olinda fire. Many people are saying that it was directed energy weapons. We know that most major governments already have them. And during the California fires, online weather maps recorded what looks like a laser from above striking an area just before it bursts into flames. In his research, Dennis Mills discovered that the incendiary aluminum and barium nanodust from chemtrails is most likely fueling the ferocity of today's so-called super wildfires. And on the day before the Maui fires broke out, locals were reporting a heavy overcast from chemtrailing that they'd never seen before. It's also interesting to note that the Maui police chief was the incident commander for the Las Vegas mass shooting in 2017. La Haina is considered to be a historic and sacred land. It was the capital of the Kingdom of Hawaii before it was taken by the United States. It's been occupied by native Hawaiians ever since, who are defiantly opposed to the mainland outsiders who have been buying up land with no respect for local culture. Not just BlackRock and Vanguard, but billionaires like Mark Zuckerberg, who owns more land on Kauai than what the government of Kauai owns. And Oprah Winfrey, who has bought over a thousand acres of land in Hawaii, including a new 870 acres in Maui she just bought this spring. In 2018, the Paradise wildfires broke out exactly where the United Nations have plans to somehow make off-limits to humans. And that same year, a report on wildfire prevention was published that was focused on the exact same areas in Maui where the fires just broke out. All the historic downtown, all of it is demolished and all the, the houses gone. But those commercial big box stores are still there. Hawaii Governor Josh Green has been putting the World Economic Forum's Great Reset Agenda ahead of Hawaiian interests. Just weeks before the fire, he unveiled an emergency proclamation on housing that eliminates the traditional land use commission, allowing the government more leeway to build as they see fit, such as building 15-minute smart cities run by artificial intelligence, just like they've been planning to do in Hawaii for years. At some point, I will make a major donation after all of the smoke and ashes have settled here and we figure out what the rebuilding is gonna look like. This is gonna be a, a long and difficult process. You're going to see a lot of Phoenix stories rising from the ashes here. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Okay, so folks, do you, do you get, look, I've thrown a lot at you this morning, but do you understand? Do you understand what's going on? And out of order, out of chaos, order, a new world order. So is it would it be beyond belief to think that now they can create on this small, self-contained island a model city? A model city, a smart city? Could this be what's going on? 
Mark Trump, come in and tell us what you think, and then I'm going to open it up. I'm sorry I've gone for 40 minutes, but I'm trying to connect a lot of dots to help you understand what the rudiments of the world, not the vain philosophies of men after the rudiments of the war, world, out of a chaos order, a new world order. It's happening right in front of us. Mark Trump, uh, fill us in a little bit, and then folks, you can come on in. Uh, put another system set of systems in the chat from BAE. I mean, all like you said, all these companies have them. All the globe has them. What it looks like is it would have to have been funded. Somebody would have had to pay the governments to do it. The governments had to agree these technologies are regulated. In other words, no one could have done that but us, or it would have been war. So if the the logic says if it was man-made, then it was us. Anyone else, it would have been warfare. Oh. Therefore, it had to be agreed upon by the globe. Somebody had to be notified, hey, we are going to do this here. Now, who would they have done it for? Remember, coach, who's moving in? Now you got Oprah Winfrey. Bingo. You're all over it. Mark Zuckerberg. There had to be that, Brian. There had to be that money on that piece of island, and they're not putting any of the illegals over there, Coach. They sure are. So, no, these are just tools of governments. If Think about how long ago you had a handheld laser. Don't you think immediately after they had a handheld one and 50 years ago that they had a great big one on a truck already? Mm. So they've been doing this forever if you've got it consumerized in your hand. They've been doing that on a major, major military scale for at least 10, 20 years. Okay. And then, that's what's going on. That's what's going on. Okay, folks, I want to show you this real quickly. Uh, again, uh, I want you all, I want to, I want to hear from you. Get in there. Uh, Jared, if you could go to nine, one, uh, go to number four. Uh, Cause I want to, I want to make a comparison for you again. Okay. Uh, of what happened on nine, one, one. And what Maui looks like. Afterwards, and again, I want you to notice as we go through this. Maybe scroll a little bit further forward, Jared. I want you to notice, friends. Mark, maybe you can explain this. Let me back up. The, uh, these these laser beams, these laser stuff, creates a plasma heat. Mark, it's different than just a fire that you would burn in your backyard. Could you could you explain that a little bit? Well, lasers are frequency, and you get all the different color lasers, but they vibrate what they strike. They vibrate the atoms. They add a ton of energy to the nucleus, and then it heats up. It vibrates just like it does in the microwave. You move stuff to the edge of the microwave, right? It don't heat up as much. You put it right in the middle, it gets hotter. So that directed energy in the center is vibrating the atoms until they heat up from friction inside, and it catches on fire, just like you would a stick in a string, Okay. Just like your magnifying glass, Coach. Yep. Amen. It's, probably, Amen. it's a directed energy device that you use as a weapon or to start a fire to keep warm. So it's it's back to the heart of man, the way we use technologies now and into the future. We got AI. We got quantum. We got all the things we, we haven't even heard of yet. We got the Patriot right? Act. Think what happened in 911, the Patriot Act coming in after 911 and all of our rights being taken away from us. It all began there. What a new world order. Now, friends, I'm going to play this very quickly. It's long. We're not going to do it. But just as you watch this thing, ask yourself whether or not the cars and the trucks here on 911 look like what you saw in Maui. Go ahead, Jared. 
larger beam. This was the size of steel that they used in the construction of Tower 7. They didn't use this particular kind of steel in Towers 1 or Towers 2. So that's why we know its pedigree. Look at the it tires! It's a surprise uh, to me because it was so eroded and deformed and so... Um, the tires aren't even analysis in the lab. Well, it was attacked by uh, what we determined was a liquid slag. When we did the analysis, we actually identified it as an, uh, a, a liquid containing iron, sulfur, and oxygen. So the heat was so intense that it brought down those buildings made out of stone and steel, but didn't burn the tires off of the cars? Keep playing that, Jared. Look at that, folks. Melting the steel, the tires still intact. <laughs> it's, it's amazing, isn't it? What your eyes don't see, what your eyes don't process. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Uh, boy, there's a lot of good stuff going through there. Myra, you're the first one up, then Craig, then Keith. Let's get rolling. We've got about 15 minutes here. Yes, thank you, Coach. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us in all truth in regard to the Novus Ordo Secretum, Proverbs 26, 26 through 27. Whoso hated is covered by deceit, his wickedness shall be showed before the whole congregation. Whoso diggeth a pit shall fall therein, That's and right. he that rolleth a stone it will return upon him. Hallelujah. It's, 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 that's what I'm saying, man. It's, this stuff is all being revealed to us. If we'll just have eyes to see exactly what's going on. Uh, look, the, the people that own property in Maui is unbelievable. The elites who own some, something going on. Craig, come on in then, Keith. September 11th, 1990, George Herbert Walker Bush addressed a a joint session of Congress where he laid out what the new world order was in reference to Saddam Hussein going to Kuwait. 11 years later to the date, his son was in office on September 11th, 2001. Mm. 11 years later to date on September 11th, 2012, the famous picture of Barack Obama and his cabinet with Hillary Clinton, Benghazi. 11 years to that date, September 11th, 2023, 33 years from the original wow. declaration wow. by George Herbert Walker Bush of a new world order. Uh, folks, it's, right, it's right in our face, right? It's right in our face. Now, here's what, here's a question. This is what I brought up last night. My, uh, thank you for that, Craig. What I brought up last night. See, folks, we're going to ask ourselves, is, is, are we just going to be evacuated out of here? Or has God put us here to conquer? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Remember we talked the other day about the fact that it's not linear, but it's cyclical, huh? Oh, no, no, no. Cycles. Craig just gave us some 11-year cycles, folks. We are moving from darkness into light. They can't get much darker than they are right now. Keith, come on in. Then Paul. Yeah, remember the uh, mag lights, the little flashlights that... Uh 
the light bulb would come in and out of the reflector. That's about how this works. That's right. Amen. Uh, by the way, speaking of light bulbs, let me let me. Uh, there's a new law that's been passed, friends. You're not going to have regular light bulbs anymore. Go out and buy as many regular light bulbs as you can store. They're going to stop. They're going to stop producing them. The old light bulb that Thomas Edison came up with doesn't work anymore. They're going to go to these new ones. I just threw that in there as an aside anyway. Dr. Paul, come on in. Hey, Coach, Coach, yeah. where do you get light bulb, regular light bulbs? Because now they're like that other stuff, you know. Yeah, but I mean, get them like, wherever you can. Get them wherever you can. Incandescent light bulbs. Hardware stores, my wife said. Go ahead, Paul. So um, that, this might be a, more of a question with Trump, but um, you also get rid of your microwaves, too. I don't know if you understand what that does to the molecular structure of food, but it destroys anything that's good. Um, having said that, put metal in a microwave, put rubber in a microwave, see what happens. So, they, Paul, Paul, they just microwave Maui, didn't they, Paul? You betcha. Coach, I've been seeing this for a long time. It, it's, it's absolutely crazy how stupid people are, and they just can't see it. Amen. Amen. Hey, folks, understand this. This is part of a broader Luciferian agenda. The kings of this earth are conspiring against the Lord and against his anointed. Now, look, in the mind of Christ, this world is going to end one way. And in the mind of Satan, this world is going to end another way. We have to determine whose mind do we have. Do we serve a conquering king or a submissive king? Which one is it? Because your actions perfectly illustrate what you believe about what it is that we're supposed to do. If we're just supposed to go sit on the rapture bus, sit on the park bench and wait for the rapture, then sell everything you have. Quit repairing things. Don't buy cars. Don't None. Don't do any of that. See, our, our actions don't match what we claim our theology to be. Michelle, come on in. Hey, good morning. Thanks, Coach. Yeah. Um, I I was the other day when you brought this topic up. Um, for some reason, I just feel like there's some Tesla uh, patents behind some of this. So I started off looking into Harp, and I found this um, the company that built was hired by the uh, U.S. to to build Harp was this company called Arco Atlantic Richfield. And they used this guy's patent, patent number 4686605, which turns out this patent, um, which I don't, I don't know the patent number to that. I didn't write it down. But um, so remember, Tesla studied the ionosphere, I think, more than anybody in his time. So once you, once you have a brain like that and you can learn how to focus this kind of energy, I, I think that this has been in the works for a long time. <laughs> yes, back, because back to Tesla. One of the things going on, Rochelle. Again, if we got, we try to tie together, you know, critical race theory, cultural Marxism. It's always been a divide and conquer strategy, folks. Exactly. That's what the, that's what the whole thing has been about, and and we're seeing that being lived out right now in front of us. The divide and conquer. They keep us busy worrying about each other and racism and yada 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 while they're manipulating things behind the scene. What was it Klaus Schwab said? You own nothing and enjoy it or be proud of it, whatever, huh? Novus, Secorum, right? New World Order. It's really, really, hey, 
the real world order is going to come for sure. Renetti's Pizza coming in, George. Unmute yourself. Go ahead, George, while we figure it out. Didn't Atlantis have a death ray? The lost city of Atlantis have a death ray? Uh, I cheat. I cheated in history. I don't know. Did it? Probably did. But we, hey, we know this, George. We sure as hell got one. <laughs> huh? Lockheed Martin's making them. They're telling us they're making them. They're proud that they're making them. And then what happens? They give us the chemtrails, and then they hit them with rays, and they get that stuff stirring. And the next thing you know, we got big storms. And I'll never forget, as I said the other day, when we were down, I think it was Port Arthur, when we were down there for one of the hurricanes, and one of the guys who'd lived there for 50 years said, I've never seen anything like it in my life. He said it went from a Category 1 to a Category 5 in about an hour. He said, I've never, ever seen anything happen. Weather manipulation by what? Directed energy, folks. Directed energy. Mark Trump. Tesla. Tesla and BAE Systems has patents. It's Nikola Tesla. So that, that system that was made was made for military. It, Arcus uh, work went forward into commercial design. Now, Coach, you looked at all those companies like Lockheed Martin, BAE Systems. All of them have HARP systems too, Rochelle. And they each design them, have different quirks and patents. But you know who is Nikola Tesla's best friend, Coach? No. One of his best friends? It was Donald Trump's father. Or uncle. It was one of those Trumps. But that's who he shared knowledge with, Coach. Uh-huh. So I, I've thought ever since the beginning, Trump's had this knowledge his whole life. He grew up in it. But he, he's like us. He was just a kid. His dad's knowledge. So what? And then he got the Book of Secrets. You know, he got to be president and understand the nature of what what's really going on, Coach. They had to share it. He's, he's on the the government head level, they had to. And now he put together all of Nikola Tesla's work he did with his uncle. There's pictures of him with all of his stuff, Rochelle. All of these microwave devices, there's pictures of Trump and Tesla together. Unbelievable. Y'all are dead on. You're dead on with this. Oh, now, good God. or evil, now bring it forward. Is Elon Musk good or evil? See, it's the heart of man, coach. That's why I keep stressing it's up to Nikola Tesla. If his heart, heart of pure, I mean, I mean, Elon Musk now, they were doing it for war to just enemies. But who's enemies? Who determines who enemies are in our government? Right. Yeah. Amen. Keith, come on in. Then Sheila. Yeah. Uh, grain dust in a grain elevator. We about like chemtrails. Light up the fire and boom. Well, I think any direct Bingo. energy, Keith. Any directed energy, right? I, I agree. Amen. Hey, folks, this is this. Come on, man. Come on, Sheila. Okay, let's not. Let's be very, very careful what was just shared about Trump. Uh, Trump is named. Uh, middle name is after John Trump, who is his uncle. His uncle was given the uh, information after Tesla died. Tesla's right hand guy was the dad of George H. W. Scherf, who was Bush forty one. Wow. Bush 41 and Borman, I can show you the pictures, uh, were in the Navy in Germany before they came to America. And Bush 41 was involved with the Kennedy assassination, Bush 41, and Borman went in and took out Tesla. Tesla 
may have you you're trying to say now about the evil i can absolutely tell you that it was edison that was part of the theosophical society that was in the club and that's why they supported edison wow. and ruined tesla wow. so if you're trying <laughs> wow. to think that trump and tesla were heavily involved together uh before the death of tesla tesla, tesla died starved and penniless george hw scherf uh, who was Prescott Bush in our Senate, was removed by the Kennedys. John F. Kennedy and his brother Robert A.G., they knew the truth about him, knew what happened in um, his affiliation and all the money that and all the Tesla information they sent to Germany. And so what happened is after all of Tesla's stuff was sold to Germany by George H.W. Scherf, who was the assistant to Tesla, um, he was gone for a few days, and then George H.W. Bush Jr., uh, Scherf Jr., uh, Bush 41, went in with Borman and took out Tesla. Why Tesla and Edison challenge, if you look back, Edison got all the information. Thomas Edison got all the information. Thomas Edison's um, got all the money. Thomas Edison was supported. Why? He was part of a club. And so uh, that history is uh, is in newspaper articles by an investigative reporter released April of 2007. And I have all of that with the lineage of these people and who they really are. And Kenny Bunkport is how they infiltrated all these people that are now involved in this. So I just had to come in and clear it up because <laughs> Donald Trump had wow. nothing to do with this. He's named after his uncle, which the middle name is John. And um, he is of the lineage of the Smith family of the Hebrides revival that uh, he's named after the grandfather, Donald. Why do, the, so, why do the heathen rage and the people imagine the vain things? The kings of the earth conspire and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Folks, don't ever forget this is the game that's playing out in front of us. Good versus evil, right versus wrong, Satan versus the children of God. What and a I, time can you, I can tell you about Oprah. Oprah has pushed the girls, young girls, uh, young ladies over to Harvey Weinstein. You know who he turned out to be. And she pushed the boys over to Tom Hanks. I've heard that she was a handler for Tom Hanks, who's the guy that Isaac Cappy was was killed over because he was going to reveal all the truth. Oh. And uh, that's in Juan's, um, Juan's film called The Makings of a Perfect Day. So who was called and who was positioned? That's what we've been dealing with from the very, very beginning. Amen. You can call it communism, you can call it Marxism, you can call it socialism, you can call it fascism. It comes from the very beginning of the Ark landing in the Tartarians, and it goes right into Kazarians, who turned it into a business. They involved the Ashkenazis, and that's why the Nazi symbol is on all the ancient yeah. documents behind the George Boom. Everything's Boom. matched, guys. Everything is matched. We've been we've been lied to. Uh, and the reason why you have to be hey, lied to is anyone who tells the truth gets killed. Everyone <laughs> who tells the truth gets poisoned. We're talking presidents, Supreme Court justices. You're telling me, I mean, you look at what happened. Remember the Superior Court judge? They had to be eliminated because yeah. of his vote being able to change things. Goes down to Houston to something to be honored. And the U.S. Marshals said that he was telling them not to go with him, but those were the guys that reported he died of natural causes. And we hear it, and there's no truth to that. 
Amen. If you didn't go out to the ranch and he suffocated with a pillow after they injected him with something or whatever happened, he dies. And then you say he dies of natural causes. And you already admitted that you didn't even leave the airport area, which U.S. Marshals would never be able to do. And you're reporting he died of natural causes. We're not looking at the fact that people have to lie in order to live. And that's what they're doing. Nothing new. We already owned a lot of land in Maui. This is not her first purchase. <laughs> You got my, you got my head spinning, Sheila. Hey, I, I know we're over the target, folks. I know we're over the target. Got to run. God bless you. Understand what's going on. Nothing new under the sun. See you tomorrow.